everybody for joining us for another episode of Schooled Podcast. We're back again, continuing our influencer series. And the point of this series is to really highlight influencers with a purpose. And so I think this purpose of the next influencer you're going to hear from is pretty freaking awesome. Her name is Jill Stanton. She's one half of Screw the 9 to 5, which is an online company she started with her husband several years ago after they both quit their full-time jobs or the careers that they had previously to become full-time entrepreneurs together. Now they've become pretty big successes in their in their own right and um, really dominated the online marketing and retail industry for a while and and now they're solely running uh their their company and their website so jill why don't you just introduce yourself and i'm sure you can more eloquently explain who you are and what it is you do better than i can yeah well thank you so much for having me here i'm i'm so excited um so you kind of nailed it josh and i we make up screw the nine to five and we help unsatisfied employees quit their jobs and start online businesses that's been our mission for since 2013 when we finally got the guts to start this brand um we had the idea for it on our wedding week actually in 2012 um but kind of got in our own way around actually starting it and ever since we kind of just started throwing things at the wall and falling down heaps and (laughs) having a whole lot of failures and finding our way now six years later we have you know a high six-figure business on our way to our first million-dollar year and just a really rad community of ambitious up-and-coming entrepreneurs who call themselves Scroopies. So <laughs> so it's been one heck of a ride. That's super awesome. And just explain, like, what made you want to leave, I guess, the the business you were working at. I believe you were managing social media accounts for other um, food and beverage companies. Mm-hmm. And... And your Josh as well, I guess maybe he was then your boyfriend or fiance. Um, what made you both decide at the same time to just say, screw it? <laughs> screw it. Um, so we each had our own separate businesses at the time, like you kind of mentioned. Josh had a software company and I had a social media management service. But before that, I was actually a bartender So for about 10 years. So I had a different kind of 9 to 5 in that I was working 9 p.m. till 5 a.m., but both uh-huh. Josh and I have never really had typical nine to fives. Like, <laughs> we actually don't know how hard corporate jobs can be because we've never wanted them. Um, we've always just kind of lived this kind of unconventional life in in our own way without even realizing it until we met. Josh had, like I said, a software company. I was watching him barely work that many hours and yet make all this money. And I was like, what is this guy doing and how can I get some of this? And so that's when I started my social media management company. And then right around the same time as each other, we started getting disenchanted with our individual businesses. Um, And I remember Josh said to me, it was like late 2011. And he's like, we should just start a business together. And I was like, okay, yeah, I could get down with that. What should we do? And he's like, we should start an affiliate site. And I was like, yeah, let's oh done. Uh, BTW, what's an affiliate site? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know. I just knew that he, from my perspective at the time, had it all figured out. <laughs> um, and I just kind of dove in head first, and I learned how to write for the web and build an audience and build an email list and create content and shoot videos. And from there, we started. Um, trying to sell courses, which failed miserably, and then tried again and finally found some success. And from there, we started a free Facebook group and from there, a membership site and 
you know, one-off digital courses, hosted masterminds and live events. And at the end of last year, kind of shut it all down to hit the reset button and kick off screw the nine to five 2.0. And so that's where we're at right now. We have, we make money selling nothing <laughs> in that we're, we've done a, a full circle moment. Um, our revenue model right now inside screw the nine to five is affiliate marketing. And so we shine a light on the people, products, programs, and services we use like, and believe in, in our business. And we make a commission of someone choose to join through our link. So that's pretty cool. Also, I um, don't speak digital uh, jargon, so you'll have to, as a layperson, explain to me what all that means, and then some of our audience members as well who don't understand the world of digital digital marketing as well. Um, however, before you do that, I just want to rewind a bit and go back because you and Josh, you're from Toronto, Canada, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. and so. But he's Australian. He's a sh okay, gotcha. And so you guys are already sort of global citizens in that respect. And I want to highlight the fact that one of the things you did when you quit your jobs after a, a, you know several months, I believe, and you started these companies, is you decided to travel, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, we moved over. It was right after our wedding, right after we had the idea for Screw the 9 to 5. We, we already knew we were going to move to Thailand because there was a big digital nomad hub in Southeast Asia, and we just wanted to be around people who got us. Um, and so we moved over to Thailand. We ended up living there for nearly two years, saw a bunch of places in Southeast Asia. Um, but together, we've lived in Australia, New Zealand, Southeast Asia, um, Oh my gosh, Mexico, Vancouver, Toronto, <laughs> like we just don't sit down. We're about to move to Puerto Rico. We don't stop. And we I really want, love traveling. <laughs> I wanted to highlight that because I feel like one of the things that your your mission emphasized was that you can have freedom, right? If you're, mm -hmm. if you're your own boss, if you're working for yourself, you're an entrepreneur, a lot of entrepreneurs are, are not, you know, don't have remote businesses, but you do. And it seems like you and Josh were pretty strategic about building in that freedom into your business model. Well, I think, so first off, we didn't really know any different at that time. Like I had, he, he was my gateway drug to entrepreneurship pretty much. Like I dabbled here and there, but I never really actually made, you know, good money enough to sustain myself without working another job. And so I didn't know any different. I just, I just watched him <laughs> essentially travel nonstop. Like when we, when we met, he was living in Beijing, China. He had just come back from a three-week trip to Southeast Asia, and then all of a sudden he was in Toronto, and then we met up again in Las Vegas, and then he showed up on my doorstep in Australia. Like, he he just opened up my whole world to this world of digital nomadism and, and working from wherever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want, however you want. And once I got just, like, a taste of that, I was I could never go back. And so we've really consciously bake that into our business now, especially moving forward um, with this model that is called affiliate marketing, is that, like I was saying, you get paid commissions if someone joins through a link that you have, which means we don't, we aren't in charge of any of that um, customer support or fulfillment or anything like that. So we essentially have no customers right now and we just refer traffic and leads to other entrepreneurs and businesses, um, which means that we can do this from anywhere. But truthfully, 
anyone can run any kind of business from anywhere. You just have to be willing to put in work some crazy um, hours time zone wise if you have clients. But if you have something like a digital course or a membership site or anything like that that is a bit more scalable and non-time zone dependent, you can work and, and travel wherever you want. Um, so just to back up for a second, when you first started, you and Josh, you, you guys started a skincare website, right? Yeah. And then yeah. and then it grew, which was humorous. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you had what? Like you grew to having about thirty different websites mm-hmm. and online companies. Yeah. How on yep, earth so... did you manage that? <laughs> So back when you could have much more smaller sites, like a lot of our sites were four pages driven around one specific product that we would sell. So maybe it was a supplement or skin cream or something like that. And that whole site was devoted to that one product. So it allowed us to crank out a lot of smaller sites. We really only had three big sites, like sites with over 250 different posts and like a ton of traffic and email list, a social presence. But the majority of our sites, the major- we had like 32 at the peak. Um, the majority of those were smaller niche websites. So those sites were affiliate sites, but we gave those out. We sold those in order to go all in on Screw the 9 to 5 because it was starting to really pick up some steam at that point. We were building an audience. Word was spreading. We were getting some good coverage. We were you know, having success with our digital courses at that time, and so we sold our affiliate sites to go all in on Screw the 9 to 5. You now have just Screw the 9 to 5, mm-hmm. and tell me about, I know you do a podcast. I know you do mm-hmm. courses. What does it mean for people who are not, you know, screwies to be part of your community. Mm. (laughs) Really all you need is a dream and the guts to go for it. Like if you are willing to show up and work through a lot of your, you know, disempowering beliefs that we're all raised with, right, through school or parents who didn't really have the greatest money mindsets or anything like that, things that we've learned throughout childhood or in school or through jobs or mentors, as long as you have the willingness to kind of work through all of that kind of brain garbage, (laughs) mind garbage, um, and get out of your own way, all you essentially need is a dream, Wi-Fi, and the guts to go for it. And so if that's you, then I absolutely Mm -hmm. want you in our world. And Screw the 9 to 5 is just essentially like a free hub where you can get all sorts of free training, content, guides, everything that you would need to get your business off the ground and profitable. That's amazing. And what do you teach people, you know, when when they're thinking about it, they're teetering on the edge of like, maybe I want to leave my job, maybe I want to branch out and be my own boss. What do mm-hmm. you say to them to give them that push or to encourage them? And, and quite honestly, is this something for everybody, honestly? Mm. Mm. So the first thing we do is we help people determine what kind of business model is the best fit for them and their personality. Because one type of business does not fit everyone. Some people are real people people. And so they thrive in coaching models or membership communities or speaking on stage and that kind of stuff. But then there's people who just prefer to sit in the background, not really have their face or name attached to anything. They love data and they love numbers. And so they just want a business that can to that. So the first step we always do with people is we determine which business model is the best fit for them based on their personality, their strengths, and their goals, like their lifestyle goals. Not just like, I want to make this kind of money. It's like, 
I want to have this kind of life. Um, these are the things that are important to me. These are the values I have, that kind of stuff. So we help them determine that. And then from there, it's all about getting them out of their own way and replacing a lot of those unsupportive beliefs with new empowering ones that will keep them moving through this process, even when things get hard. And then once they have those two things, then we start getting into the tactics of it. So building an audience and selling them what they want. But to answer your question, can anyone do this? Yes, assuming you <laughs> you have the resilience to get back up after you've been knocked down a few dot, 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 hundred times ah. um, and you have the guts and you aren't too risk adverse and you know you're you're willing to sit in the discomfort for a few years in order to really have the freedom and the money and the wealth and the purpose and the meaning that you're looking for through entrepreneurship. What does it mean to you um, to be able to under to, to be able to endure failure and mm. keep moving? Like, how does that distinguish people like yourself who are successful entrepreneurs from those who maybe are not? Oh, it's just show me what I'm made of. Like, it's just it's really changed who I am. Like, I look back at 2012, Jill, and. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on the show, but I was such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just really didn't have any direction or I didn't have the kind of skills I have right now or the resilience or the vision or the purpose or the meaning. You know, I was a bartender for 10 years. So a lot of that, I was just making quick cash and not really giving any thought to the kind of future I wanted to build, the kind of financial freedom I wanted to have, all of that. I was just kind of floating through life, totally asleep, it felt like. And so wow. this journey over wow. the last seven years has just really shaped me into who I am today through the failures, through, you know, the pain of, you know, not having what you want right when you want it there's there's a certain level of discomfort that you have to get real comfortable with um and I'm just so grateful that I never gave up because there were so many times when I would just ugly cry throughout the day because <laughs> it just felt so hard but it just really shows you what you can handle you build this level of resilience and just this fighting spirit that no matter what, you trust yourself. You know that you are committed to making it work because you're in control of your freedom. Just so empowering. You and Josh, you talk, you know, making that first $1,000 a month yes. and, you know, your first business <laughs> and then setting a goal and then, you know, setting that goal to be, you want to make $6,000 a month and on and mm -hmm. on and on. Mm -hmm. And how important is goal setting when it comes to thriving in the online space? It's everything and it's nothing in that the meaning or the interpretation you give the goals, whether you hit it or not, is what matters, right? Like if you set a goal and you don't hit it, it is the interpretation you assign to that that is everything. What does it matter? It just you didn't hit a goal, but you became a different person in the process of it. And, you know, one of the things I, I think I'm, I'm actually reading this new book. Um, and it's called Learned Optimism. And oh, cool. yeah, and it's I mean, completely life-changing book recommended to me by somebody but one of the things it talks about is you know how do you how do you explain adversity to yourself right and how you explain adversity to yourself is really what shapes your outlook on life and determines how you move forward in life or backward mm -hmm. in life or stay stagnant mm -hmm. in life 
Um, and so when you were talking about those things, you know, we'll all, we all set goals sometimes or we all have dreams or um, whether we voice them, whether we give them life or not, right? Like everybody has mm-hmm. some sort of goal, be it like very small or very large. If we don't attain that goal or dream, there are some of us who just give up and then just don't try again. And then there are others who are able to withstand adversity and understand that temporary setback, picking myself up, dusting myself off, what do I need to do better, you know, the next Mm -hmm. time? And you sound like one of those people who are able, perhaps with the help and influence of your husband, to understand, you know, adversity as something temporary and talk yourself into moving forward so that you can reach your goal. Well, I just don't have a plan B, right? (laughs) When you have a plan B, your plan A is never really that serious. Like, I will never go back to a job. I'm the worst employee you could have. (laughs) So I'm kind of stuck with this because I can't imagine my life any other way. Truthfully, I just believe hard. I think that's a big thing. When you say people give up on their goals, it's because they don't believe hard enough. And so they think that one failure, quote unquote failure, because it never is a failure. It's just a different way of getting to your ultimate goal. They assign meaning and interpretation to that being that they're not cut out for this. And so they give up on, they give up believing in their dreams like that, you know, like, Oh, one thing didn't go my way. I guess I'm not cut out for this. No. Entrepreneurs know that one setback does not mean you're not cut out for this. Entrepreneurs know it's about the long game. And when you think from the long game, you have more resilience. You believe harder because you can start thinking from that person who, again, looks back on where you're currently at and is like, remember that time I struggled to sell an online course? Because the long game you, future you, already has it. Their success is inevitable. Mm -hmm. So looking at that version of yourself, thinking from that version of yourself, and being that person now is what can really accelerate your progress so that you don't give up if one thing doesn't go your way. And, you know, I preface what I'm about to say with, you know, the fact that I was also a bartender in another lifetime. Oh, nice. And so... (laughs) Um, in college, so you know, I don't say this. this no, no shame to bartending, because whatever, mm. you know. Um, but you're a perfect example of that because you, like you said in your own words, you were, you were a bartender. You were kind of mm-hmm. sleepwalking through life. And don't yep. get me wrong, there are bartenders who are very serious about their bartending. But according sure. to you, you were sleepwalking through life, and so you seem to have this the shift in your mindset. And here you are now, you know, years later, and you are really a a leader in the online space so much that you've become like this social media influencer. I mean, did bartending Jill ever imagine that she would be (laughs) here all these years later? I knew that I was destined to do something that mattered to me, but I didn't know what it was. And that's why I think you can't let one setback stop you. Because if you knew how to get to the ultimate place you wanted to get to, the, joy, the magic would be gone, right? And if right. you knew how to get there or if you thought you knew how to get there and you tried one thing and it didn't work, you would give up. Right. But there's magic in the in the unknown. That's where you create your future because you try one thing, it doesn't work, and then you try something again. And through this little set of detours that are kind of unpredictable and just 
inexplainable, things just have a way of getting you to your ultimate destination if you don't give up. And chances are it's going to be sweeter and better than you ever expected because you can't predict it. Absolutely. And so the one of my favorite parts about your story, so I don't even remember where you were living, but I do know you'd sold all of your um, affiliate site and you decided to focus on screw the nine to five. And then along came a third addition to <laughs> your family. That little guy. You ruined everything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you mean made everything better, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. No, he was a catalyst. It's, it's great. I think it's awesome. So, um, first of all, where are you living now? And then, how are you balancing being a mom, being you know a social media influencer, being an entrepreneur, um, and just you know dominating everything in your life? A lot of grace. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. So I am the type of mom who thinks, like, I should be doing better, <laughs> like, pretty much every minute of the day um, because I have a mission and I have a message and I'm really driven to get it out there. And yet I have this tiny human downstairs right now who I love more than anything, who I want to give my attention to, but I also need a lot of help. Like, I've nannied up <laughs> in order to be able to give me the space me and Josh to give us the space to create this message and this mission that we're on. And so I've had to give myself a lot of grace and realize that, you know, my version of being a mom might not look like a lot of the women who I once knew before I became an entrepreneur. Um, or even some of the women that I do know now, a lot of women think that, you know, you kind of have to hit pause on what you want to do and, that might be great for them, but that's never been my experience. I've always wanted both. So I want to be a great mom and a great entrepreneur. I want to have, I want to build wealth and be present for my family. I want to have a great marriage and a successful business. I want it all. I just don't want to do it all. And so I've had to learn how to cut the guilt and give myself grace. And I still struggle with that 18 months later. But yeah, he was the he was the catalyst for a huge breakthrough in our business. And so I'll forever be grateful he came into our world. That's amazing. And I guess um, if you if you could explain, because I feel like as, as somebody who just, I guess, was married last year and uh, talking about family planning with my husband now, um, I feel like a lot of women are taught to believe that they have a shelf life and if you don't get things done by a certain age then your value diminishes and then also mm. while you're doing everything you know at a certain age you have to do it perfectly or else mm -hmm. you're you're failing right and isn't it crazy the stuff we put on ourselves it's really t and and what i'm what i'm getting at is you know the happiness factor what mm. amazes me you've made sure that you've built in room for happiness, whether it's through traveling or taking care of your son, um, whether or not you make mistakes, you fall down, you get up, but you make sure that that happiness component is a priority. And can you just explain to people how important it is to make sure that they build in happiness into their schedule to be successful? Well, I mean, 
yeah, what's the alternative? Being miserable and going through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship? Yes, like that would be yes. the worst. There are so many miserable <laughs> business owners. <laughs> I think a lot of, at least the online entrepreneurs I know. Now, I can't speak for brick and mortars because I've never had one. I don't know any brick and mortar entrepreneurs. But for online entrepreneurs, the ones I have surrounded myself with, we are all innately driven to keep improving and expanding ourselves, right? And so that comes with a lot of inner work and looking at the stuff we say to ourselves, the beliefs we hold, the shoulds. Like I always say, so many women, especially moms, should all over themselves because oh, I should be a better mom or I should feed my kid this or I should have my kid sleeping at this time or I should be, you know looking cute and making meals and running a business and being mom of the year. Like it's crazy. And so I think when you just give yourself a break and you really make space for yourself, I think that is such a big one, like non-negotiable. This is my time for me to fill my soul and do stuff that matters to me because I am a human and not just a mom and not just a business owner and not just a wife. I'm a multifaceted powerhouse. When you give, when you claim that and then give yourself the permission to go for it, I feel like that begets happiness. Like you really, it's just, if you don't go for it, things just feel so miserable and the more you get into it, like the better it gets, the better it gets, you know, the better you get, the better you get, Mm -hmm. the happier you get or the happier you become, the happier you become. Mm -hmm. It's all just a, a a flow of momentum really, Mm -hmm. because if you're committed to changing the way you act, which is really where happiness comes from, your beliefs and all your inner game, Right. Mm Because happiness is just a decision to be happy. Really. Most people think, you know, happiness happens to you, but you choose to be happy Um, when you really start looking at that and taking that stuff seriously is when a whole new world of opportunities opens up for you. It's when a whole new level of fulfillment and happiness and momentum and flow just rushes into your life because you are doing the work to clean out the garbage and make space for just ease ease and alignment and purpose and fun and just I think when you prioritize that everything kind of falls in place finally where do you see screw the nine to five going what's your long game vision for screw the nine to five I mean I know it's hard because like you said several years ago you couldn't have imagined that you'd be in this place so I know that I mean I don't know how we'll get there I really don't know how we'll get there but my next goal is um, 10 million a year so I think the model that would fit that is in my head at least um, is the signature coaching program that we're working through or we're working on creating called your big shift and it's really about helping employees um, upgrade their inner game so they can become these unstoppable entrepreneurs who get to quit their jobs and live this life of purpose. Um, I think we'll have physical products. So apparel, I really see this sounds so random, but I said to Josh, I'm just going to add it to the vision because I just see it. I just see like a line of office furniture, like really cool at home office furniture, but in different lines. So like the digital nomad line, which is like, um, little suction 
desks mm. that stick to any kind of surface wow. or there's like a home office line or if you rent an office space there's a line for that I don't know what that looks like or how that's going to come to be or what partnership would need to happen in order to make that happen but I'm just putting it out there and I trust that it'll unfold when it's supposed to and then I really think Josh and I, he would disagree because he does not like the limelight the way that I do. <laughs> but I am just convinced that we have a TV show somewhere oh, in us. Um, and he's like, no, I don't think I do. I was like, no, you do. <laughs> you'll, you'll be the Kanye to my Kim Kardashian. Oh, God. Shows up here and there, but that will convince it's him. show. <laughs> if he wasn't sure for, before, he is certainly sure now. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I think that's super cool. Okay, social media star, where can everybody find you should they want to find you? And Josh. Yep. Come join us over at screwthe9to5.com. That's all spelt out, no numbers. Or come hang with me on Instagram at screwthe9to5. Again, all spelt out, no numbers. Awesome. Jill, thanks so much for being here. Thank of course. You. Everybody who's listening, you can also find us on social media. Follow us on at Schooled Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram. And then search Schooled, S-K-O-O-L-E-D on Facebook. Later.